In the name of God, amen. amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It's wonderful to be with you, St. Matthews, and to stand alongside and pray with your wonderful clergy, to spend time, as I will later today, with your leaders in vestry and also with the Spanish-speaking worshiping communities um, at was with them at 8, and we'll do so again at, at noon and 12. There's a lot happening in this place. Lots of life, lots of joy. Happy Valentine's Day for those of you who are lovers. I see all some of you dressed in beautiful red. I was admiring the red of the choir and thought that that was appropriate for the day. And, uh, and of course, we are, all, uh, we are all lovers of God, and God is our beloved. And you may remember those words that Jesus heard um, right before he went into the wilderness. Um, God saying to him that he was his beloved son. And that those are words that I would like you to hold in your heart as I reflect with you today. Because I'd like to talk to you this morning about a place that we all know. It's an actual place and it's also symbolic. It's mentioned several times in the Bible, so it's a biblical location, both actual and spiritual. And it shows up in times of testing or transition. And this place, I'm just going to check the mic here. This place that we all know is called the wilderness. It's where the Holy Spirit led Jesus, as you heard immediately after his baptism, and where he stayed for 40 days. The wilderness is where, many years before, the people of Israel spent 40 years after they made their escape from slavery in Egypt before they were permitted to enter their promised land. So what might the wilderness be for you or for me? Years ago, my mother was diagnosed with a particular form of cancer that took up residence in her jaw and needed to have surgery almost immediately because of the dangers of the cancer spreading to her brain. And um, I went to spend a few days with her in preparation for the surgery, and I was there as, um, as she you know, took her to the hospital that day, sat with her in the room before the anesthesiologist came and um, took her into the operating room. And right as the, as the anesthesiologist was asking all those questions that are asked of a person before surgery, do you understand, do you understand the procedures, here are the risks, anything you'd like to do, my mother turned to me and she said, could we run away right now? And I said, yeah, no, Ma, we, we got to go through this. And I saw before her the wilderness of surgery, the unknown of going to sleep and waking up, the unknown of all that was waiting before her. Um, the preacher, Barbara Brown Taylor, suggests that the wilderness comes in so many shapes and sizes that the only way you can really tell if you're in one is to look around you and see if what you normally, if what you normally expect isn't there. Maybe it looks like a hospital room, like it did for my mom. Or maybe it's the parking lot where you couldn't find your car on the day you lost your job. It may even be kind of a desert in the middle of your own chest when you begged for a word from God and heard nothing but the wheezing of your own breath. 
Now, needless to say, these are not situations we seek out. In fact, most of us do just about anything we can to stay out of the wilderness. But I don't know anyone who succeeds in staying out of the wilderness forever. Sooner or later, often more than once, we all get to take our own wilderness journey. And when we're there, we discover important things about who we are and what our lives are really about. Remember that the wilderness is where Jesus went to learn something about what it meant for him to be Jesus. So what are the characteristics of a wilderness? It's not a lavish place. Wilderness living is, is lean. You learn, to feel, you learn what it feels like to stop eating even when you're still hungry. You carry only what you can on your back. You forage for extras when circumstances allow. You remember how the book of Exodus describes the, the Israelites wandering through the wilderness. And there's a lot of wandering involved, casting about, not knowing what's up ahead. Also in that story of the Israelites, um, you may remember how when they complained that they were hungry, God sent them, you remember, manna, this bland, sticky grain that fell to the ground each morning. The day before the Sabbath, they could gather enough for two days, but otherwise they could only gather enough for one, and if they tried to gather up more, it would, it would rot in their presence. And so the lesson was, was clear enough. In the wilderness, you learn to count on your daily bread from God. No more, no less. And it isn't banquet fare, but it's enough to keep you alive. And in, in time, it actually becomes an acquired taste, what your body needs and less what it craves. And there's also, there's also a cleansing that's part of a wilderness experience, which is the work of clearing out or removing, shedding patterns or ways of being yourself that no longer suit you anymore. And so if you find yourself with an urge to clean out all your closets and throw things away, chances are, chances are good, you are in a wilderness. Now, some things are harder to let go of than others. And some ways of being die harder than others. It took the ancient Israelites a generation to learn how not to be slaves anymore. And Jesus himself needed time, 40 days, to do the inner work required of him, facing the demons that were inside him before he could face them externally later on. So, as you know, we are now officially in the season of wilderness. The church gives us 40 days, patterned on the 40 days of Jesus' wilderness time, simply to reflect on what it means to live in wilderness. And if by chance, 
there's a wilderness in your life right now, let me say just a few things to you. You're not being punished. That was the first thing my mother said when she heard her diagnosis. Am I being punished? Did I do something wrong? Because it feels like that, doesn't it? But I can assure you, as hard as a wilderness can be, it's not a sign that God has abandoned you or that you've necessarily done anything wrong. The wilderness is simply part of life, perhaps the hardest part. And you know, those who love you would move heaven and earth to spare you wilderness time if they could, but they can't any more than you can spare them theirs. But you're not alone in the wilderness. It can feel like that, I know, because there's a loneliness about it that's undeniable, but you're not alone. God is there with you and for you and will get you through it and help you be stronger because of it. If you're in the wilderness now, it's very important that you take care of yourself. I can't help but think that that's what those, that's originally the, the most important things about whatever Lenten practice you or I might take on, that it be not only, or not even, self-denial, but self-care in the deepest sense of the word. Because if we do anything, for 40 days, it changes us. It changes us in relationship to that thing. If I decide I'm going to refrain from a certain kind of food or drink for 40 days, after 40 days, my relationship to food has changed in a way that is better. If I decide to spend a, an, an extra moment in prayer for 40 days, at the end of 40 days, my prayer life will have deepened for good. So take care of yourself in this wilderness. A lot is being asked of you. Pray each day and every night before you go to sleep for God to show you the way. And finally, remember the blessing that precedes the wilderness. Immediately before entering the wilderness, Jesus had that amazing experience of blessing at his baptism, where he heard God say to him, you are my beloved. If you are entering a wilderness, or are in one now, remember the blessing. Remember the one who calls you beloved. Remember Jesus that has traveled the path before you. The blessing will not necessarily spare you or me 
from danger or fear or hunger or thirst. But on the path, there will be help and there will be rest. And as you look in the mirror, as you walk through the day, as you wait to get through, hear God's word to you. You are my beloved. There is life, new life for you on the other side. And I will see you through. Amen.